heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, things are ratcheting up uh, pretty good here in the Middle East. Uh, and people tend to be surprised at this sort of thing. And part of the reason is, is because we you're living this thing in real life. And sometimes it's it's hard because you have to pinch yourself. But, but let me be clear and state what I think should be obvious to everybody. None of this is really a surprise. None of it should be shocking. I mean, really and truly, we've been talking about these developments for years, years. Like, who's really, really surprised if you think about the consequences and what we're doing here and what's transpiring in the Middle East? Uh, it, it should not be a shock to anybody. Now, there's a lot of takeaways I want you to get from today's broadcast. And let me tell you right at the start here, as I welcome you in to the voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm out loud here. On today's broadcast, I've asked in, in moments here, we'll have on uh, General Paul Vallelay to I want to get a military a component of this is very important, a strategy. And nobody better to ask than than a, a general who's been out there uh, in the in the battlefield. And um, surely someone like General Paul Vallelay. Uh, will be good in that sequence. And then IQ Al Razuli joins us back again from Europe. And he, of course, is the is just a terrific voice. He's Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, uh, expert in terrorism and expert in uh, jihad uh, affairs. And uh, Ilana Friedman, another expert in terrorism and uh, jihadists. They, they've got books out. These are these are people, all of them, have, actually, everybody on the broadcast does. So these are people that know uh what's happening here okay and that's important to say so we're going to have a very interesting conversation a couple of observations i want to lay out to folks right now and then we'll bring on general valet in moments here and they are this they are this as we see things blowing up we see this whole incident about a hospital there's a lot of misinformation about the hospital um, and, you know, this is propaganda in misinformation, disinformation. And it really, you know what the real term to use here is? It's the fog of war. It's that's what we're talking about. Here's the fog of war. It's when you're in the heat of battle, things happen so quickly and so fast that oftentimes you don't, you know, it, you don't even get the truth out before people are reacting to it. Clearly, in this particular case, there are a lot of points to this we'll talk about on today's broadcast. Right away, the terrorist group blamed Israel, but that's, again, not a surprise. Everybody's blowing their heads off with that. Why is that a shock? It's what they always do. Um, it doesn't surprise me for a hot second. Obviously, Israel came back with advice. And to be clear here, and let's just call it what it is, Israel is meticulous in who they're aiming at. Meticulous. Let's call it what it is, people. I mean, you, you got to know that or you're not paying attention. They value human life in an extraordinary way. It's just as a fact. They've always done that. They don't just shoot off at things and they know what they're doing. Hell, they send out notices beforehand so that they don't have limit the civilian loss of life. 
in the direct opposite. What what do terrorists do? <laughs> they use them as human shields. You, you're talking about a 180 here, people. You know, and so this propaganda war and the war of fog here is what's happening. Is uh, you know, you know, it comes back to what I said to you: is this is this whole thing has blown up here? And, let, and let's be clear, uh, Hamas. It, you know, listen, it was a suicide mission to begin with. They knew what they were doing when they went into Israel and the way that they did. This was a thought out plan uh, from uh, Iran, from Hezbollah and Hamas, from the terrorist groups that work for Iran. We all know this. Not a surprise. They knew what they were doing. They knew this was a suicide mission, but these people are fine with suicide. This is what they live for, to die. So they're they're cool with it. They don't have any problem with it. And if they can take as many of you out as they can, that's even more glory to their Allah, to be sure. And so, you know, the fact that they did this, but then I said to you, you remember in the early days of this, I said to you, well, but there's a bigger plan here. This can't just be where, I mean, Hamas is fine with committing suicide. But they're not going to blow themselves totally up without some end game. That's what I'm driving at. And, and we'll ask the, the players today what they think about that. But I've said that right along. There's got to be a bigger end game. And there is. There is. It's called the mothership. It's called Iran. It's called the Ayatollahs. It's called, but but then again, we run around and our political elites and our politicians and our president and all of our Congress and others are saying, oh my God. Why are they doing this? And then they play all these games with Iran. Yet, you know what's really screwy about this all, two friends? Is and this is this is mind blowing. We fund all sides of these battles and these wars. We we fund the whole damn operation. We fund the good guys, the bad guys, and the mediocre guys. And then we, they all go kill each other and create these wars. And we got to clean the mess up. Think about how insane that is. And that's a fact. We we fund the whole damn operation. You know, it's 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 unbelievable, really. That's how insane this all is. And then with with Iran, uh, you know, we know what their end game is. I mean, how many times do these people need to say death to Israel? We want to exterminate them, wipe them off the map. How, how many languages might they use before they might get into the our political leaders' brain cells? Hmm? When they say, what's going on? Why are they escalating things? I mean, why do you think they're escalating things? I mean, hello. Death to America, burning the flags, creating getting all the Arab communities to fall over to the other side. And people are surprised somehow. Why, why are we doing this to ourselves? The media is so ignorant. And the political people are so ignorant. And nobody really wants to call it what it is. And we don't, you know, we can have a conversation here without blowing a gasket. And we don't have to get angry and stupefied. We just have to stay with the facts, people. And it's important you understand the facts out there, the American people, to understand what we're up against here. It's a multifaceted uh, deal, front, war, that we're dealing with here, people. And so... Bottom line is the end game is what it is, friends. And the end game is that they're going to do everything they can to pull Israel down and out. And if they find any point of weakness, they're going to go for the gusto because that's what they do. And that fulfills their mission of wiping them off the map.
and death to America is the plan thereafter. They're just in the way. Let's bring on General Paul Vallelay now. And uh, General Vallelay, so the summation I lay out here in a sequence of one, two, three, four, as far as this master plan, and nobody really gets to, I hate it when people pussyfoot around on stuff and they don't really get to the out loud truth, the bottom line. Um, where am I wrong with any of that, please? Or did I overstate anything, sir? And how would you size it up at the present moment? Well, uh, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate being a guest again, uh, Malcolm, on your show. I think you covered all of the key points, all worthy of discussion, and we can hit any of those points uh, during our uh, interview time here. But uh, if you would like me to capture maybe the current situation for the listeners, I'll be happy to do that. Well, let me, let me, all right. Thank you for that open remark. So let, let me go specifically what I'm, what I'm really curious about and what, with your expertise, General, so we take advantage of time and listeners. All right. Right now, we know Hamas is on, on edge and they're on their, they're on their foot in there now. They know Israel is coming after them. And I mean, what they did is, I mean, you, you don't have the English words, the barbaric nature and the inhumane. Deal. We've covered that pretty extensively on these broadcasts, what they've done here. And I think people understand this is Satan at its worst, really, is what we're talking about here. The, these people, it, it was as cruel and vicious as what ISIS or ISIS-K or any of these cats have done, and then some. Uh, and we're, we're talking of slaughtering close to about 1,400 Israelis, I mean, in some brutal ways that human beings don't even think about, uh, really. But these people do. They're, they're not people. They're not human. So right now, we've got them on their footing. Israel's gone in for the kill. You've got Hezbollah now that's screwing around on the north. We know what they're up to. Uh, they're trying to take their attention away right now. You've got things happening in Beirut. Things are blowing up there. They got what they want with the hospital attack. Iran is sitting back and threatening, don't go in there, don't go in there, don't go in there. Our president, in the meantime, is saying, using one word, don't. That seems to be their catchphrase. Him and his uh, generals and others don't. They don't elaborate any more than that. Take it from there now, sir, and what, what do you see developing out of this thing next? Well, the uh, Israeli defense forces are waiting for the go, a green signal, uh, from the commanding general of the IDF, as well as um, the prime minister Netanyahu. They're in position on all three sides, uh, the land sides of Gaza. And the Navy also is prepared on the uh, Western side, which would be the Mediterranean side of Gaza. Uh, they're continuing to try to encourage uh, all of the Palestinians uh, to leave Northern Gaza. So it seems that that may be the emphasis for the land forces uh, uh, to attack first, but they've got to be very careful. We still have hostages there. Uh, I assume our Delta Force is working with uh, Shin Bet, uh, as well as Mossad and the Israeli Special Forces to try to determine where those hostages are located. So that may be holding up the ground attack uh, for some reason. You have more uh, activity going on up uh, in Matula, up in uh, northern Israel, which I've been to many times. You have uh, the positioning of the air forces and the rocket artillery forces of the IDF. And so, uh, you know, one of the ways we talked about when, when I had to do a lot of special operations mission is the tunnels. What do you do about the tunnels? Well, you can put sleeping gas down there. You can flood them with water, as they did uh, before uh, by Egypt uh, 
in the uh, Rafah area of, of southern Gaza. So these are all the concerns we have now. And then you have President Biden going over there on a one-day trip, uh, mostly snubbed by everybody, a waste of money. Uh, he had to read off his index cards uh, uh, to Netanyahu when uh, they were in discussion. He's on the way back home. Uh, but, uh, you know, you made a lot of good points about America's involvement. We get involved in so many things, wasting the taxpayers' money. But in this case, uh, uh, we're there with two uh, of our uh, fleets, uh, aircraft carrier groups of eight to 12 uh, ships each off the shore uh, in the Mediterranean, in the eastern uh, part of the Mediterranean. They also have uh, the Marine Amphibious Forces, uh, uh, a battalion plus of reaction forces uh, on those uh, within that aircraft carrier group. And so we're positioned uh, right now to provide air support uh, to Israel if they need it, particularly in the northern part, because the uh, Hezbollah has thousands of rockets uh, all along yeah. the southern border of Lebanon. And yeah, I mean, we, we've reported on that. The reports are about maybe up to upwards of about 150,000. And these are uh, very targeted missiles. Is that correct? That's correct. And they have tunnels up there uh, as well. Again, fully supported by Iran, who puts millions of dollars into the coffers of uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, but uh, we don't have the security team in America to be able to handle anything right now regarding American security, in my opinion. Wow. I'm not confident that generals and admirals know what they're doing or uh, can accomplish uh, any of the threats we have now against America, including our southern border, which is really critical because now we have known Iranians coming in through the border. Yep. Other agents are going and being spread out throughout the United States. Yeah. And um, we can probably expect some uh, sleeper cells to uh, be active there. So we have yeah. to be on General, I've been all over that point. I've had top experts and immigration experts, terrorism experts, and all over the past week. And uh, your point is spot on. Uh, it, we are expecting some another front to open up here at some point in our nation. This is the product of this administration and this these cruel, reckless, ridiculous policies that they've had that has weakened America. The one thing I will say back to you, at, at, at least I would, and I think you might agree with this or, or, or whatever, I'll uh, let you say, it, that the one thing I've been at least pleased with, and I, I do need to confess, is that, that, and it's not just Biden, but it's our, our military apparatus and the people that are still calling the shots here, that they have come out publicly with full support of Israel up to this point, even with all the damage that there is in the carnage. And they have the military support there. And I don't even have a problem with this wasting his money and doing his PR thing for the day or whatever the hell they need to do to make themselves look good. It really doesn't even whatever play into it. But at least there's something. I think you might agree with that state. I mean, they could have done a lot worse, General. I mean, call it as a good, yeah. right? Is that right? True? Oh, yeah. Sure they could have, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're in such a weakened position in the exactly. United States now, and we're trying to uh, ward yeah. off any kind of an increased uh, offensive operations uh, by Iran getting involved. Uh, yeah. But uh, our, our fleets over there, were they're, they're on alert. They're on alert 24 hours a day. So, uh, 
with their intelligence capability, uh, overhead capability, with satellite uh, observation of the ground, they have a pretty good feel what's happening uh, on Gaza or within Gaza and outside of Gaza, as well as the uh, northern border. So, all right. Uh, let, let me now take it here strategically and ask you this now. Let now we we've got this all laid out pretty pretty well. I, I I'm very pleased where we're at in the conversation. I I want to now ask you this from your perspective of studying this region and studying the players and the ideology behind this whole apparatus that we are talking about right now. So here, here's the deal. What is, and I look at this general as percentages, percentages of what might happen strategically. I mean, these are war games we're talking about here. So Iran out there, they're proxies of Hamas and Hezbollah, they are the leader in terrorism around the world. And until we put the Ayatollahs out of their misery, this thing is going to continue to propagate and they're going to fuel this stuff. And no matter how much damn money you give them for whatever reason it is, it all goes to their end game because these people want to die and they want to take Israel off the map and screw America up. We know what their end game is. They've made it very clear. Our our leaders act like 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 they're stupid like somehow we don't know i mean they put out well they they put out public information like we're dumb like we don't know what the hell is going on here i mean that's true we're dumb we have a dumb uh team uh, at uh in washington dc within our executive branch they are stupid they're not uh uh, they're not brilliant in strategy or even uh, understanding tactics on the ground well iran knows all this as well so what is Take a minute now. What is Iran? Serious questions here now. What is Iran thinking right now? If you're in that room with the Ayatollahs and what they're talking, what are they looking at? What are they thinking? What are their next steps? And then with Hezbollah and Hamas, what is it? Well, it's a great question. I talked to uh, my Iranian counterpart who uh, is in the United States, uh, and uh, he briefed me yesterday what's going on inside from his uh, intelligence he's receiving from inside Iran. Uh, the Ayatollahs have plans, okay? And their plans are to launch against Israel when they can, when they when they seem they're in an advantageous state. They're continuing to supply uh, uh, Hezbollah in the north as best they can. Uh, so their, their option is, when do we give the green light to Hezbollah to ramp up operations exactly. against Israel? Is this so, that time? Is this that state? You're, you're, what you said is accurate. Is this that moment, General? Yes, they're ready. They're ready to launch those rockets, whether they'll do a land assault in northern Israel, we don't know, but they're prepared to do that. They're very well organized. And so you still have Hamas uh, running the operation inside uh, Gaza at this time. They still have communications with uh, the Ayatollahs in Tehran. They have good communications equipment, which they bought with a lot of the aid money that went in there. Yeah. And so uh, that's what Israel's looking at now is the green light to proceed. So you think they make their move? Who's that? Hezbollah? Well, Hezbollah, Iran, correct. Well, yeah, they're ready to make it. Look at look at a chessboard. Uh, exactly. Uh, Malcolm, they're, they're ready to move their chess pieces. But exactly. timing is very important when you conduct offensive operations. Yep, yep. Very no, important. I'm totally with you. Totally with you. I, I, I think, listen, Hamas, it was an intentional suicide. 
They knew what they were doing. They, they, this was, listen, last month in Lebanon, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran met. They had a whole right. strategic conversation. They know what's going on here. This is, sure. to me, when this thing started, General, this was all part of the game. The suicide was intentional. They're happy to give up as many lives as they can. They don't give a rat's ass how many odds. It's all no. whatever. And now Hezbollah, I think, is going to edge the bets in. And it looks like Iran, they picked this time to go for the kill, I guess, unless somehow they it, it, the, 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 those political winds change, General, and Iran decides to back off. Could that still happen? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you've got to keep the pressure on the Ayatollahs. If you launch, if you launch anything into Iran, then the three phases that the IDF has planned against Iran. To Israel, you mean? To Israel. Uh, Israel has planned on Iran. The first phase right. is to send their fighter jets in, and they jam all the computers in Iran, in the uh, in the armed forces of Iran. They know their frequencies. And so the jets can do a laser-type thing, directed energy, at basically putting their computers so they can't launch uh, any of their... Uh, you mean Israel would do that, you're saying? Yeah, Israel. Yeah, their exactly. fighter jets have that capability to knock out their computers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they would do. And then they have uh, all the targets uh, they've listed. Uh, barracks, for example, communication sites, ammunition sites, location of the Iraqi divisions and artillery and missiles. They have all of that from intelligence. Mossad yeah. has very good intelligence inside Iran, as Alana will tell you a little later. Uh, yeah. But uh, the Israelis have a three-phase approach to taking out Iran. Okay. All right. Gotcha. That, that's, I love your explanations there and uh, what you lay out because it's truthful. Uh, now, this is, like you said, now, I want everybody to understand this is a chessboard. And as General just says, it's it's being on the offensive and what they're doing. He's exactly right. Uh, and Iran is looking at all this. So, but... So if you leave all that over there, General, let me just get to this other big point. You leave that all to the side, what you just explained. Now we've got their ultimate goal of death to Israel, death to America. We're seeing what's going on outside of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut. We see what's happening with all of the flashes of, of the Arab community. It's exactly what they wanted to happen. It doesn't matter what they'll use, whether it's hospitals or this or that. It's all feeds the fodder of what they want, their end goal. Uprise the Arab community, overload the system, create all this fog of war. Is that not the plan, General? Is that not what they're doing? Oh, absolutely. Creating the fog of war is essential. Even Sun Tzu, if you stand understand the principles uh, of war, of surprise, America, our leaders, General, we're always playing these games. Now, and I want you to speak about this specifically. Here's here's the thought. Here's the observations. We're always playing these games, and in my world, we fund we're funding all sides of this thing. I mean, it, nobody talks about this, but it's pretty outrageous. We fund all of them. We fund the enemies. We fund the traitors. We fund the Ayatollahs. We fund, we fund the good guys, the bad guys in the media. We fund the whole thing. I mean, I don't yeah. think Americans understand what the hell is going on here. We fund everything. And yeah. so we're, we're right. funding this whole damn machine, right? Okay, so here we are. Now, now the, the, these, these, uh, this Ayatollah, these people out there, death to Israel, death to America, the end goal. Now they're making their move. They're edging their bets. You got a chessboard here. Hamas just did what they did. The cruelty of those 1,400 approximately Israelis and Americans and other foreigners that they savagely brutalized from Satan's 
from Satan's uh, table, from Satan's mouth, from Satan's brain. This is this is hell on earth, what these bastards did to human life. And now here's what gets me, General. Now, with all their fog of war, now we have people that have changed the trajectory of this conversation like, oh, my God, you killed some civilians in a hospital. And, you know, here's what I say back, General. Even if it had been Israel in a fog of war, Hamas did this. They came in and did what they did to these innocent civilians. All the rules of engagement changed in war, even if that had happened, which it did not. But even if it did, you know what? When you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. That's and right. as far as I'm concerned, any of those hospitals or parking lots or churches or anything else, the mosques they have out there, whatever else it is, you know what? It all comes into the battlefield now. When you come in and you do what you did to civilian life, you're, you're in the fog of war here. But, you know, our media and the clowns and our politicians and our military, you know, it really irritates me so much that they come out and they want to make the battle the hospital. The hospital is not the point of context here, General. And hey, by the way, the Malcolm, by the way, they've already proven with an intercept of uh, Hamas uh, headquarters in Gaza that it was an errant rocket from Hamas. Yeah. It was an errant rocket to, that went into that hospital and killed maybe up to 500. They've already proven that. Yeah. The intercept that they got from some Hamas leaders. I know. And I so know. they'll continue to spread propaganda all over the world that it was Israel that did it. They'll mar the message. They'll distort the message. But we know for a fact now it's real. Israel did not did not attack that hospital. But, but, but even if it had been, when our president comes out and our political leaders and our media general and they do this, oh, my God, you might have killed a few hundred people in a hospital. They're like. Like somehow that is what? A counterpoint to coming over and savagely brutalizing, cutting people's heads off, setting them on fire, brutalizing them, shooting them in the heads, going through town, doing this kind of thing. And somehow what? That's a counterpoint to that, General? Yeah. And I, I love the term. Uh, um, oh, what's it called? Moral equity? No, uh, equivalent. Uh, and no, I'm trying to think of the word they use. It's, 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 well, it's, it, be, it, it is. It's an equivalency. equivalency. It's equivalency. equivalency. In other words, a, a body for a body, a tank for a tank. Well, that's yeah. not the way it works in war. Exactly. If you're out to accomplish and to win a war, you have to direct it at the enemy and destroy it with all the weapons you have. Yeah. There's no moral equivalence, equivalency, I guess yep. you call it. Yep, yep. All right. Let me ask you, General, you're, you're okay for time to stay with us, okay? Sure, absolutely. All right. All right. Stay right there. And I want to bring on IQ Al Razuli a moment here. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, IQ, I want to talk yes, specifically. You hear uh, the conversation we've just had uh, with uh, General Vanille. He's still here with us. But I want to get to you with the hospital deal, which I know you've been following very meticulously with what took place there. Uh, and as the general just said, the parking lot and all that, I've heard a lot of reports about the parking lot and what they did. Tell us what you know. Very simple. There is a recording by the Israeli intelligence service of two Hamas people talking to each other after the, the destruction of the hospital. The rocket came out from a cemetery behind the hospital. And it fell short. And these two people, the recording is there. It's available, by the way. It's on YouTube now. Right. They're saying to each other, what happened? He said, it failed. It fell short and it hit the hospital. Right. So we don't need American intelligence, Israeli intelligence from, from the sky. Although we have that. 
That's why, that's why Biden said publicly, Israel is not the one at fault. Right. He did say that. But again, they've already accomplished the objective they wanted by putting that story out there. And they got the whole Arab community to uprise. Correct? Yeah. But, but with all due respect, yes, the criminals are your news media. Exactly. Like the toilet paper news media, the Times, the New York Times. All of everyone. They are more guilty than Hamas. Well, they are inciting genocide against the Jews and Israel by literally going out publicly to say that the Israelis did it without verification. They never verify anything. Never. Yeah. Well, they're all and doing they're it. And they're held accountable. Yeah. Malcolm, they're not being held accountable. No, well, they're not. They're not. But they're, listen, this is spread not only throughout all our media. It's spread throughout all the college campuses. It's spread throughout our political elite. I mean, it's just total rubbish what's transpiring here. They're playing into this fog of war. But again, Hamas got the benefit of that story. They played Absolutely. it just the way they wanted to play it. And now they got the whole Arab community uprising. Uh, do you see now with what's happening in Beirut, what's your gut feeling with Hezbollah? Well, before we go to Hezbollah, I want the general to ask, to tell me if I'm wrong. Now that they failed with the hospital, I have absolutely no doubt they will try something with either the Dome of the Rock or the Masjid Al-Aqsa in Jerusalem. They will try something and then they blame it on Israel. Don't forget, these are the third holiest places in Islam. So what they are intending to do is to start a jihad war from all of the Muslim world, not only against, by the way, Israel. People keep thinking it's only Israel. No. The end game is to dominate the whole earth with Sharia. Yeah. That's the end game. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, your point, General, uh, speak about that briefly with IQ. Take just a moment on what he's talking about, inflicting that pain in Jerusalem, sir. No, that's exactly right. And that would be in their planning. What should we do next? Al-Aqsa. Yeah, they would love to go in there and start something. But it's, like you said, uh, it's a bigger picture. What they're trying to do throughout the Far East is total jihad, control. And you have Erdogan in Turkey, who's just sitting there on his derriere. He should be more influential because of the, uh, of the uh, oh, I guess, the, the popularity uh, that the Turks have within the Middle East to a degree. Uh, so I, I think from that standpoint, uh, we've set up, set off a fire. It's like when we went into Iraq, uh, we set the whole Middle East on fire. And yeah. so we could have done things a lot differently. Let me ask you this a very difficult question, General, why we're on this. And we'll come back to this later in the other part of the program. But I, I just want to, here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to understand. And, and, and it's hard to understand this. The ultimate fight, death to Israel, death to America. They've already shown their hand. We know what they're about. I know what the political people in the media do in playing these games. As I said, if they want death, let's give them death. If that's what they want militarily, they've already asked for it. That's what they want. Then let's give it to them. And maybe, in general, let me just ask you, do we have, and I, I think this is important, do we have the gumption and the strength here or the courage or any part of it to finish the job with Hamas and Hezbollah, but more so the Ayatollahs uh, to clear that? Do we have the any near the fortitude or the courage for that? Absolutely not. If we had Trump and his team, yes, we would. But we don't have Trump, unfortunately. 
There you go. I'm going to pause it right there. Um, yeah, let's pause the conversation right there. I got to take a station break here in just a moment here, friends. But wow, wow, wow. I, I didn't know what the general was going to say there, but I, I had a I really wasn't sure. You know, that's my feelings as well. I mean, they're not going to finish the job. There's a lack of courage and fortitude here. Uh, to say but what we just keep, you know, you can see what's happening here, my friends, my, my fellow Americans, you can see what's happening here. Not only we fund in all this chaos, but we play right into it, yet we never make the kill. We never fight the good fight. Do you know what I'm saying here? J j please listen and hear me. We never fight the good fight. We never finish the job. You see what I mean? We never finish the job. That's that's what the fight of good and evil is all about. Does anybody understand this? You have to finish the job. That's what good is supposed to do. You've got to put evil out of its flipping mind. You are indeed listening to the voice of a nation here. Uh, these are tough conversations. They're important conversations. And frankly, I have no problem bringing them to the light of day and bringing the out loud truth to the American people and to all of our friends around the world here. Now, we need your help to get back to AmericaOutloud.news. And uh, boy, we have some extraordinary things. Also, let me mention to you, we have an extraordinary newsletter that goes out every week on Wednesdays. And in fact, you get it every Wednesday and it's it, just a massive amount of people uh, are very interested in this. It's a free newsletter. It goes out once a week and you'll see a lot of highlights this week of what's happening and the conversation we're talking about from our brilliant writers and our show host and all of our platform covering all kinds of things that are important to you and including this particular confrontation here and many other things. So you can subscribe by sending your email in. If you just subscribe, send it into uh, liberty at americaoutloud.com. Uh, my team will put it on the newsletter list. Uh, just send your email in, said subscribe uh, to liber liberty at americaoutloud.com. Or, of course, there is a subscription button for the newsletter back at americaoutloud.news. Just go in the feed. I think it's the third post down in the center. You'll see that everybody, hundreds of people sign up every day for this. So we know many of you are seeing it. Some of you are not because you send in uh, notices how to sign up. Liberty at AmeriCrowdLoud will sign you up or click that button at AmeriCrowdLoud.news and you'll get the newsletter. It's free once a week. Um, we don't play games. We don't bother you, but that'll help keep you informed as to what's going on as well. Remember to visit AmericaOutloud.shop, all the things we're doing there to keep your health and fight back against these vaccine injuries and long COVID and all of the crazy stuff out there that we've been fighting. That That's another war front right there we've been fighting, by the way, is these globalist bastards and what they've been up to. Uh, so we're fighting that front as well. We're fighting a multi-front deal here ourselves. But let me tell you what with clarity and respect totally. We are in no fog of war here at America Out Loud whatsoever. We'll take a pause and we'll join you in just a moment here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. 
World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back. We joined you back here on The Voice of the Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, and thank you again, my fellow Americans and our dear friends around the world for joining us on the mission. Our big conversations going on at America Out Loud for sure. And today, this is a, I think, a fairly incredible conversation that we have on the broadcast today. Uh, General Paul Vallelay is here, a very decorated military hero, and uh, certainly has been to all parts of these fights around the world. Uh, it was important to get a military uh, expertise, a military brain on this thing, and uh, th that's why I wanted the, the general to be on today. Uh, IQ Al Razuli, uh, terrorism expert, and uh, 
uh, just an expert in uh, this region of the world. Uh, was born in Baghdad as a, a exiled uh, uh, Arabic speaker, exiled Iraqi, uh, born in Baghdad. Uh, got books out on this topic. Has dedicated his life to getting the truth out there about uh, the jihad war and what the game is. And next is Ilana Friedman. Uh, who is an intelligence expert, spent over 16 years in Israel, raised her family there, has been in all intelligence circles all her life and has dedicated her life to getting that truth out there in so many different ways as well. And um, so we're talking about the strategy here, the fog of war. Uh, we're talking about the next move strategically, what takes place with Iran and uh, then this battle and I, I and I don't want to repeat our I want to go to Ilana Friedman next here but I don't want to repeat ourselves either uh in some of the conversation we've already had uh, for sure I want to keep moving the ball down the field uh Ilana we know what happened with the hospital I know you've got a an op-ed an article uh live here today as folks hear this on talk radio about that hospital but this is the heat of propaganda war it's what people use in war and but it doesn't matter whatever it is, as it was just stated, it could be a hospital, it could be something else, Alana, whatever the hell they're going to use. It's to create this deflection. But then once they put it out there, Alana, they get the rewards. It's like even our media here. They put it on the front page. And then when they find they got they got, you know what, on their face, Ilana, they come back two days later and they put it on page 28. But the damage was already done, Alana. Right. Yeah, I, this is something that I call. First story out wins. And it's a tactic that Hamas and Hezbollah have been using for years. What happens is that when there is a dramatic event, such as, an, such as the explosion in the hospital in Gaza, in the past it's been uh, uh, the, the detonation of mines that they put in the sand in the Gaza beach, turns out, and, and then they blame it on uh, Israel. What they do is as soon as something happens, they get their side of the story, their side, which they make up, they lie. Uh, but they want it to be uh, always Israel's fault. Yeah. And so what what happens in this case was as soon as this explosion, within within minutes of the explosion, they blamed it on Israel and Israel airstrike. Well, let me ask you and this now. Let me ask you this. I heard a couple of reports. And I just want to ask you straight out with you, within your intelligence circles. All right. It, it, we heard it was an erroneous thing in the parking lot and so on and so forth. I also heard that they were, and that, again, it's hard to know where the truth is in any of this. I heard reports also, Alana, that they might have done that in looking for this kind of a thing. I, it was said to me directly, actually, from some smart people that this was done intentionally in that parking lot to create harm to some of the hospital. They overstated the numbers and draw it out there is have you heard anything in intelligence circles that there could be truth to that or was it an an accident uh, in the parking lot it certainly could have been true because these people have very little concern for human life even if it's their own people yeah. and and uh, th they are absolutely willing to use their own people as as uh, you know as as targets for their 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 own malevolence yeah, and yeah. in in order to forward their agenda and their agenda is making israel look as bad as possible so that the world will come down on israel well let's talk about that agenda right now i want to go right to it Ilana, and talk to you about the agenda we just laid out with general paul valale and and uh and iq was at the end of that conversation there and let me go right to the point now all right 
every, it's a chessboard. We're we're in the we're in the fog of war. It's a battle game. Uh, we see the cards are being played. We see what's happened with the hospital, the deflection, everything we just talked about. We know Hamas's suicide mission. Hezbollah's waiting in the wings. Iran is calling the shots. The Ayatollahs. We're still playing our games and you know messing up and funding this whole thing and continue to do it by releasing a lot of these things that were put into place. These. Uh, things that are now expiring that Obama had put into place, that Iran can get more funded, more sources, more everything. And they're doing it. The Aitolas know how to play our idiot politicians. Now, you've seen a lot of this over the years happen. Is yeah. this the time in your in your heart of hearts or your gut? You heard me ask the general moments ago about the strategy in this. And it could go either way. We get that. But... Is there any reason to think that maybe this isn't the time uh, or that this might be the time since Hamas has made the move they've moved that maybe the Ayatollahs are going in for the kill now? Is that a possibility still? Absolutely. And and I think we're going to see the next round of this uh, war uh, coming from uh, coming from Lebanon with the Hezbollah. Hezbollah is also one of the uh, patrons of uh of Iranian largesse because they are uh, a a larger army, they're a a, a better trained army, and uh, they have already started to lob uh, missiles into northern Israel. So, and in fact, Israel has started. The Israeli government has started to move people out of that that region. There are uh, so many towns and and cities up there, okay. and have started to move them out. So what we're seeing is, I think, the beginning of stage two. Okay. All right. I, I have a couple of thoughts here now. I, I got to play out because I'm now thinking here uh, in in the uh, in this moment here. Okay, Ilana, stay right there. Keep that thought. General, bring you back into this conversation, please. And I, and I have a thought here now. You know, here's what doesn't make a lot of sense and i just want to get this out you you know we know their end game i've stated it multiple times now they've stated it countless thousands of times we know what the end game is our pol political leaders know what the end game is everybody should know what the end game is that end game general is never going to change anybody who's talking about peace in the middle east has got rocks in their head they don't even know what the hell the word peace means if you're playing under those rules and you're still funding this whole operation this is not this is so ridiculous this game there's like no intelligence, no intellect here is the best thing, is the better word. So here's what I'm asking. I'm wondering, maybe in some of this will not sound right, but I'm going to put it out there, General, and let you respond and take this uh, from what I put out here. I'll tell you truthfully, they're going to come after, they're coming after Israel today. Even if this thing calmed down tomorrow, They'd come back three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. So is it a fight now or is it a fight later? Is it death now or is it death later? What are we really trying to push off? We know what the enemy's goals is. We know they certainly want to die. We get it. Why don't we give them their mission now to put an end to this damn thing? And maybe now is the time that we should hope Hezbollah does strike. And so that we can then, with those battleships out there, we can then be forced to put an end to this with Hezbollah and strike back with force into the Ayatollahs and Hezbollah. How reckless or not is what I put out there, General? Well, 
Malcolm, the Pentagon, our, our defense planning, our strategic planning operations, uh, part of our armed forces, they have had plans for years how to neutralize Iran on its own territory. So those plans are there. The targets are already there. They're established and they're updated every month. So we're prepared to do that. The question is, uh, when is the right time to do it? I'm afraid it's wait. Wait until the Iranians make a bold move, and then maybe Israel, along with the United States Armed Forces, will completely neutralize uh, Iran. But I think it's going to take them to take that first step you're talking about to give us the incentive then to basically activate our, our strategic plans against uh, Hezbollah, uh, as well as uh, the Ayatollahs in Tehran. I can tell you the people within Iran are ready. They're, they, they've tried to stand up for years against the Ayatollahs, but they've never had the ability to do it. Yeah. But the majority of the Iranian people would favor getting rid of the Ayatollahs as soon as possible. I think Alana will agree with that. 100%. Yeah, so 100%. Uh, anyhow, uh, we won't make the first move, I don't think. Uh, they're going to have to launch something to achieve their end game. And that could come at any time. I was going to say, the fact that, again, the suicide mission of Hamas, I said from day one, General, this was no accident. And they are only going to be willing to commit suicide if they can take a whole bunch of people with them. Do you follow me? You know? Absolutely. And so, therefore, they're happy with all of that. And I knew there had to be a, be a bigger plan. I stressed that to uh, Ilana and IQ earlier in the week. I stressed that to listeners. Here we are talking about it right now. Now, I think you laid it out perfectly what you just said. I think was perfectly said that we're not going to make that move. We continue to give them a vowel. We continue to give them another day. We continue to give them more money. We continue to let them to get stronger. They build up still with the same end goal, General. This is why this makes no sense to me. And yet they get bigger and better and with more dollars, more resources. And now... Every day or week or month, is this statement true or not? Every week, month, year that goes by, the enemy gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And at some point, they're going in for the kill, General. Well, that's they're waiting for the right time. The right, it's not right time for them to uh, an all-out attack on Israel or, uh, say, our fleets uh in the uh, Mediterranean or some of our other forces that are located uh, within the Mediterranean. Italy, we have forces. We have forces in Spain. Uh, but they Arab might do it. That would be a favor to it. If they actually made the move right now, that could be a favor to us, no? Well, it could, absolutely. As I said, we have the plans. It's the ability and the leadership to execute those plans at the right time. Yeah. I'm not confident our national security team would even understand uh, the ramification of uh, some kind of an outward attack with these uh, cells within the United States. I would hope uh, our FBI would start focusing on that rather than white extremists and arresting these kinds of people like the J6ers and so on. Yeah, because but that's another problem I thought. The Biden administration is not there 
Uh, gen general, all right, you're right. I know, I get you. But he, here's the thing. That's another thing I thought of. With these sleeper cells that are now in our country, there's absolutely no doubt about it. They're here. They're here. And, you know, that's another thing back to the Ayatollahs. And you've got a lot of Chinese nationals coming in. You've got a lot of Iranians coming in, a lot of Lebanese coming in. You've got people from all over the, uh, all over the world in these cruel areas that are coming in, uh, totally unwarranted. I mean, just walking right through on thousands of miles of open borders. And we're doing nothing about it. These sleeper cells that are here, could that not be part of the Ayatollah's plan to light the torch here? And just like they did the 9-11 of one, two, three, four, as they put those planes into the air, this is not going to be about planes and a few thousand people. What they do next, I think, is going to hit tens of thousands of Americans, General. And I've told this to listeners. It's not going to feel good. It's going to be a real sucker punch to the gut. But could that not be the Ayatollah's plan to light that fuse right now in the homeland? as they're doing all of this and a multifaceted approach for their end game of death to Israel and death to America, yes or no? Uh, absolutely, and we've known that for quite a while about their sleeper cells, about their influence in South and Central America. And so the Iranians, as the Chinese, have been very, very busy uh, coming into the underbelly of the United States. And so they have their instructions uh, I'm not sure what weapon systems uh, they'll use uh, to uh, uh, launch any kind of attack inside the country, bombs, whoever, creating confusion, terror, and so on. But they know how to do that internally. Yeah, could and, be anything. Uh, General. Could be a chemical weapon. Could be anything. We don't know. Sure, I mean, sure, could be chemical. Uh, that's dirty right. bombs. Could be anything. We don't know. But uh, but you that's know right. they got plans, and you know they're that's devious, right. and you know they're going to try to kill as many people as they can. And this is the product of our government. It is mind-blowing to me that we're having these conversations today. I, I just can't even, it's hard to imagine how stupid the people that we've sent to Washington, D.C. is, my fellow Americans. It makes me sick. Makes me sick. Uh, I'm really. ashamed. Yeah. I mean, this we the people have done a very poor job of vetting our fellow man to send to represent us. We have sent the worst of the class to represent us in a time of need. Where is leadership when we need it? It is not here at all. Uh, now, let me go now right to IQ, Al Razuli. Um, you know, I've asked the general some very specific things there, IQ. I, I, could, I could hear your thoughts, even as you were thinking. But I've laid out this strategy of making the move. Who would make the move first? We know we're not going to do it here because they don't have the courage. We know what the end game is. I mean, in many ways, as you've been preaching, what's happening here? I mean, if Hezbollah made the move now, give us a reason. Give us a reason to give you your wish of death, and we'd be happy to fulfill that. What do you say to that? You're right. The trouble is the end game is not what you're talking about. The end game of Shia Islam is to bring about World War III so that the Mahdi, the Messiah of Shia Islam, will come. You miss this one. But this is fundamental because the whole reason for their existence, the Shia Muslims I'm talking about, is the return of the so-called missing Mahdi. Yes. And then they will try to destroy everybody. Yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> idea is when you have a World War III, Shia Islam will win and submit the whole of humanity to Islam. 
Right, right. But, I know, you know it sounds stupid. No, 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 no. It doesn't sound stupid. It's another extension of the chessboard is what you lay out there. General, what do you say to IQ when he puts that out there, please? Absolutely right. And we've known this for, for years, yeah. uh, what she uh, is up to. But uh, nothing is ever done uh, to thwart all of the extension of uh, the Shia community in the Middle East. Uh, to the extension of the Shia uh, in, in Tehran and in uh, Hezbollah, in Lebanon, throughout all the countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, General al-Sisi, who I know very well, he understands what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, King Abdullah in Jordan knows. These are not stupid people. They understand what's happening, but they're trying to protect their own countries. General al-Sisi is trying to build Egypt back up again. Uh, that's why he's been very careful of letting a lot of uh, Palestinians yep. go through the Rafa crossing in southern Gaza. Yep. So these leaders over there are aware, but also they don't want to extend themselves either to create all these demonstrations and protests within their Muslim. Now, how will those other Arab leaders deal with this bottom line, General? And, and what is what is their game plan in this ultimate war game we're talking about here? Well, their game plan is to protect themselves in their own country. That's what King Abdullah is doing uh, in Jordan, for example. So they're not necessarily on the death march that the Ayatollahs are around? No, no. Erdogan in Turkey, for example. Uh, El Sisi uh, in Egypt. Uh, yeah. uh, the uh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi example. Arabia, the prince, yeah. Yeah, UAE, Qatar, of course, uh, is banking all the money for the Muslim Brotherhood and their extensions. Uh, they understand that. But they don't want to put themselves or their country in jeopardy. Uh, they want to protect what they have. And uh, they certainly could get together. Why aren't the other Arab countries, six or seven, taking the Palestinians? They won't take them. They don't want anything to do with the Palestinians. And so that's why uh, all these other countries, they said, no, we don't want them. We don't want them. Well, because the Palestinians and the Hamas, people are having a hard time differentiating. Right. There. We're talking the head of the snake here, you know? Yeah, but it's Palestinian people they don't want either. Not only Hamas, they don't want the Palestinians in their country. Why is that? Well, I I think you have to go back and examine uh, uh, the reason, because the Palestinians create a lot of problems. They create a lot of problems. They've been able to vest themselves in uh, southern Lebanon and southern Beirut for years now, since Black September. Um, and uh, so their focus is to keep things settled within their own country. Well, answer me this too. Aren't they the fathers? Aren't they, they don't the fathers? an uprising in their own No, country. but aren't they also the fathers, the sons, the brothers that, that are become Hamas? Well, they separate themselves from Hamas. Hamas is not well respected, uh, believe me, in the Middle East by any of these leaders. Yeah, I'm talking within the Palestinians, I mean. Yeah, you know. So well, it, I think the end game—they've got to clear out. Uh, Israel has to clear out Gaza completely and take it over and include it in Israel. That's my only solution. They have well, to do that. I, I wanted to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that's something for another day. I want to talk more right. about that. The the end game of Gaza uh, and what happens there. Um, wow. Uh, General Paul Valerie, thank you. Stay close by. I want to want to keep your 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 uh, descriptions and details today were fantastic. Um, IQ Al Razuli uh, as as well as Ilana Friedman. Uh, we just don't have enough. Uh, the time runs by so quickly here. Um, all right, listen. Let me just let's all take a moment here and just just understand what we've just laid out is so powerful, so powerful. 
Now, this is one I, I just think we should go back and replay when this gets to podcast tomorrow and just replay it and just listen to some of the strategic conversation that came forth here from all from each that contributed to a pretty enormous conversation. Because if you want to understand this fight and you want to understand the fog of war and this chessboard, you really got to understand all the pieces. And I love what IQ put out there toward the end when he talked about even the bigger fight of World War III that he laid out and you heard the general come back and say, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and you're seeing all the propaganda that Ilana laid out that was so important. She's got that op-ed as well. IQ also has been following this day-to-day and doing massive reports uh, and uh, on the network. So go ahead and take a look at all that. Uh, friends, that's all the time we have here. Uh, stay close by. We'll continue on here each day and bring you the out loud truth. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.